beautiful. Always a delight to be in church worshipping together, isn't it? We have the privilege of hearing from the amazing Ryan Perno this morning. He's an incredible communicator. It's always a blessing when he comes and shares with us and he loves God and just has a great love for the church and for people. And Ryan told us that it's going to be a short one this morning, so we should be out by two o'clock for lunch. (laughs) No, Ryan always has so much great stuff to share with us, but it will be a brief one this morning. So let's give Ryan a hand as he comes. Thanks, Ryan. She keeps saying brief. Make sure it's brief. (laughs) Brief for me is 30 minutes, so... That's brief. Brief. I don't know if it's a smoke or anything, but I'll, I was um, just thinking about my message in, during worship, and I was crying because like, I didn't realize it was personal. <laughs> I, I was just, um, yeah. Is it the smoke? Or <laughs> you're not crying, I'm crying. Wait, I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> yeah, you're not crying. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize it was a very personal message. I thought it was, I was just giving you the facts, you know, like, <laughs> this is how it is, and, um, but then I realized, oh, wow, it's very personal, but, so I'll see if I get through it, that'll be good. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to just start, if you haven't read your Bible this week, we're going to read it today, all right, so it's all good, we're going to, you're going to get your Bible fix for the week, <laughs> and um, so we've got a bit of Bible, so I'm going to start with a big passage, so stay attentive, it is a really good one though, okay? So 1 Timothy 6, verse 3 to 21. I'm reading in the ESV. Um, and so yeah, verse 3 to 21, 1 Timothy chapter 6. So if you've got your notes, Bible, or you just read it on the screen. So if anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the teaching that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels about words, which produce envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicions, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and depraved of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction." For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honour and eternal dominion. Amen. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to, to thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, 
so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. O Timothy, guard the deposit entrusted to you. Avoid the irreverent babble and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. For by professing it, some have swerved from the faith. Grace be with you. It's an awesome patch of scripture. It's a message from Paul. It's a personal letter from Paul to Timothy. And um, so we get like some cool insights into, it's like a, we get to read Timothy's text messages from Paul. You know, I think it's, it's a really cool book. Um, but yeah, so I just want to pray. So Father, we just thank you, God, for today. We thank you, Lord, for every person, God, here today, God, and, and our family and friends um, around the community and around the world, Lord. We just thank you, God, that you brought us here together on this Sunday, God, the, the last Sunday of 2019, God. And I pray, God, for every person under the sound of my voice, whether they're listening later online or whatever, Lord, they're here right now. I pray, God, that you would just do a work in each of us, God. We desperately need you in our situations, God, and we we believe you, God, for greater things to come, Lord. We thank you for bringing us even that we made it to the end of 2019. And for some, that might, might be a, a baffling moment for them that they never thought they would make it through this year. But I thank you, God, that um, you brought them here, God, and you brought, you brought us together, God, as a family, not as a show, not as just something good to do on a Sunday, after, a Sunday morning, Lord. And so I just thank you for it, Lord. And um, yeah, amen. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you. Who's seen a movie called Creed 2? Okay, it's like, it's, it's a Rocky movie, okay? It's, it's awesome. I, I like it. Like, I don't watch many movies because I just, I feel like I haven't had the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyways. Um, but I love movies. I absolutely love watching movies and I love, yeah, they're just so fun. <laughs> but Creed 2, I don't know if I can recommend it in a church because it's, it's probably rated something. But, but it's, it's a really cool movie. It's part of like, um, you know, it's the newer versions of, of the Rocky movies and um, Sylvester Stallone's in it as an old man. It's really cool. But I'm going to read you the, the summary, okay? In 1985, Russian boxer Ivano, Ivan Drago killed former US champion Apollo Creed in a tragic match that stuns the world. Against the wishes of trainer Rocky Balboa, Apollo's son... Adonis Johnson accepts a challenge from Drago's son, another dangerous fighter. Under the guidance from Rocky, Adonis trains for the showdown of his life. He walks up into the stage and with one punch, a small punch left hand, defeats the whole thing. I'm joking, that didn't end like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so who knows? Okay, that, it didn't happen, but what happened was a crazy battle and... I won't, I won't spoil it for you, but it was an intense fight and it's a, it's, it's a very intense movie. Like a lot of bad things happen and just like any, any good story, right? There's, there's some battles that he has to overcome personal and, you know, external and it's, it's just really cool and you just like, I just love watching the, who's a guy in here loves watching fight movies? You know, you just like, you just want to be a boxer. You just want to like go punch some things, you know, like. When me and my brother used to watch Karate Kid, you know, we'd watch Karate Kid and then after it would be fighting and kicking the walls and, you know, singing the theme song and, you know, in our undies and we definitely didn't look, um, <laughs> Jess will know my sister, we didn't look very, whatever, scary, but we thought in our heads, you know, we were the Karate Kid with a broken leg and doing our last thing. Um, who knows that? <laughs> we'll, like, 
any, any amazing thing in life will always take a fight. There'll always be a battle. If you watch the movie and that happened, that he walked up with a little, and then he beat the, you know, the terrible guy, you'd think that's the boringest movie ever. But somehow we think our lives are going to look like that. We think we watch a great movie and we want the bad things to happen because we know at the end it's going to be good, right? And that's what keeps us watching. That's what makes a good movie. But somehow in our lives we think that, you know, we see our perfect life. We see where we want to be or we might even see where God's called us to be and what God's called us to do and what we believe, you know, what we believe God wants us to have. And that might be all well and true. But for some reason we think that there's not going to be a fight. There's not going to be a struggle to overcome. There's not going to be anything, sicknesses, there's not going to be hurdles along the way. And somehow, I don't, like, people complain about a battle, but then we go watch a movie and we'll complain if there is no battle, right? We'll be like, how's that movie? It's boring. Nothing happened. You know those movies? You're just like, so what's he trying to do? You want, he needs a mission and he needs a battle to overcome, right? So um, I was talking to a wealthy old lady um, uh, recently. No, not you. No, no. <laughs> I won't say anything. Um, <laughs> you're, um, you're wealthy, Lynn. Um, oh, you're old. Yeah. Not old, right, okay. Um, but I was, I was talking to another, another wealthy old lady, of age lady, um, a business lady, and I was asking her, I just, I, I just decided, well, she's, you know, made it in a sense, like, you know, she's obviously got a lot behind her and she's had a lot of experience, so I, um, being in business myself, I just asked her, so give us some tips. <laughs> and um, uh, she basically just told me about how, you know, people these days, they don't understand, and it's, it's just an age-old truth, right? She just says they don't take, they don't understand that it takes just a lot of hard work. And she said, like, out of all the, you know, business strategies and stuff, is just the fact of it just takes hard work, you know? She said she had a sister who was in a similar, very similar situation, same opportunity, but I guess it just wasn't in her, and that's totally fine. Like, you know, everyone's got their callings, I guess. But, you know, she decided to get a job, whereas this lady decided to build her own business. And she just said it just took a lot of work. Like, you know, um, for better or worse, she worked hard, right? And, and she's successful, and a lot of people would see her success and want her success. But I guess a lot of us wouldn't want to work as hard as maybe she worked. And um, she even told me about her children. She said how, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, man, I'd love to be her, her um, daughter, what is it, her son. Because, <laughs> you know, you get, you know, you just, you're born, in, <laughs> you're born, into, born into wealth. That would be awesome. It would be so much easier. But she just told me how about she's, she just lets them work. You know, I think one of them is a plumber, another one's a mechanic, and she's just made sure that they all have made their own way. And she hasn't, you know, um, I guess, given, given, given them handouts, you know, she just wanted to see, and not, I don't think that's, mani you know, manipulative or anything, I think that's good, because they get, she, she said she just wanted them to make their own way, and not just to rely on us, and um, I think that's a, just a, like, I don't have kids, but I think that's a really good thing, you know, Proverbs 20, verse 21 says, an inheritance gained hastily in the beginning will not be blessed in the end, right, so sometimes, if we get what we want a bit too early, if we get the success that we're looking for, and we get it too early and we don't work for it, you know, it's not a blessing in the end. It can, it can, be, it can be a full burden, and sometimes we see that with, you know, people who um, do get born into uh, wealth and don't work for it themselves. They don't understand how to manage the wealth, and it actually becomes not a blessing. It becomes a curse to them, right? 
Um, so there's something about allowing people to struggle that will make them better for it. You know, and obviously I don't mean neglect, you know, if you just, if you allow a baby to fend for itself, if you guys, you know, it, that's called abuse, like, you know, like, and, but there's different stages in our lives that um, I believe God will allow us to fight into victory, right? And God, God doesn't just give us it all at once, because it even says an inheritance gain early, you know, so all this stuff that God's planned for your life is amazing, and it's going to be incredible, but he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna make you work for it. You know, he's going to allow you to work for it, and that's a blessing. Um, I read a book. Who's read uh, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller? It's a really cool book. Um, but I haven't read many books, so I just drop that. Yeah, just like I always read, you know. <laughs> like, probably read like 15 books. Um, <laughs> it's a good one, though. Um, but he's, he just talks about this, this one... I read it ages ago as well, and there's this one... Um, the other book that I've read is Holes. That's a cool, cool book. I haven't watched the... Have anyone seen Holes, read Holes? That's it. Riley? Yeah, yeah. I see that hand. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, he, I still remember the quote, and it's, uh, the view is more beautiful the harder the climb. And he just talked about, you know, if we were choppered to the top all the time, we wouldn't really appreciate the view. Um, I'm sure some of you probably think, well, I wouldn't even get to the top anymore, but... You get what I'm saying is that there's something about the struggle of the climb that makes when you get to the castle out here, when you get, when you get to the top, you just think, wow, look at this. This is incredible. And, but I believe, I, you know, it's true that if we just got chopped at the top, we'd be like, oh, cool. When are we going to have lunch? You know, like you just don't appreciate it. And um, so the harder the climb, the more, the more you work for it, um, the more beautiful it's going to be. And yeah, so I just wanted to talk about today. Um, don't forget the fight, okay? So that's the title of the sermon, is don't forget the fight, okay? And so, so what is the fight? Um, so what is the fight? So the first fight is the good fight, okay? So, so the key in this whole verse, I believe, is uh, 1 Timothy 6 verse 12, which says... Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you are called and about which you are made good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Because not, it's not just about having a fight, right? You know, like, yeah, I fought for this and I got it. You know, it's not just about that struggle, but we've got to make sure that we're fighting the good fight. We'll make sure we're, you know, there's, the old, there's a popular saying that says, you know, choose your battles. You know, like there's certain, and I think it's true, you know. I don't think we should just fight. People always just, are ready to fight, right? Like at anything, you know, whether it's a cutting in line in a traffic or they're just always on edge to, to get what they want and, you know, I fight for this, so this is mine and I'm not talking about that kind of fight and neither, neither does the Bible, neither, you know, when you read about it, but it's about choosing the good fight. So fight the good fight of the faith. So um, I it, obviously if there's a good fight, then there's a bad fight, right? And I'm not going to go too into it because... I don't know, but um, there, I, there is a good fight. And so the good fight is the fight of faith. Um, the good fight is, is good doctrine. It's, it's good understanding of God's word. It's good, it's, you know, there's so much uh, just things that you believe just growing up, things you believe about yourself, things, your worldview you have about the world. There's a lot of things that will fight against your mind. Um, and so just even just fighting 
for understanding the Word of God well. And um, where, so I'll just bring up verse. Where is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, verse 11 in that Timothy bit. Uh, for the love of money, oh, next, oh yeah, but as for you, O man of God, so this is the fight, right? So flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. So fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you're called and about which you made the good confession, to the next verse, in the presence of many witnesses. So I think just understanding what the good fight is, is just reading those verses around it. So the fight is faith, the fight is, you know, good doctrine, the fight is godliness. So fighting for, you know, for your own inner world of doing what's right, regardless of what the world says is okay. And, you know, um, the fight is love. The fight is love. It's actually loving people, allowing people to love you. The fight is staying connected with people. Because it says, it says that the fight is gentleness. So being gentle, you know, so... What I said, you know, cutting and traffic and getting always your way, that's, you know, fight to be gentle. So that's a good fight, is fight to control yourself, you know, and fight to actually be kind to people. That's gentleness. The fight is for people because it says, you know, the confession in front of other people and with other people, sorry. And so the fight is for people. The fight is for faithfulness. The fight is for your family. The fight is um, for your relationships. The fight can be around your finances, stewarding, stewarding your finances as well. Um, I, love, uh, I won't sing it because I'm not cool like this dude but if you listen to the Kanye song God Is it's a really it's a new song and it's an awesome song um, and the lyrics are just are awesome and I, I, I just listened to it yesterday after I'd written, read this sermon and I was like wow like a lot of what he's saying in this is about the good fight and um, but yeah there's a fight for anything good um, yeah, and, you know, here's a spoiler. It might not always be your fight that brings the victory. Who knows that Jesus won the victory when he um, died on the cross and rose again. So it's not always about us fighting, but it's about us recognizing that there is a fight. Um, and so who here ha who's had a good fight in 2019? Who's fought for something and saw the other side? Who's got something to be thankful for or who's still in a fight? Um, so I just want to talk about the past fight. So this is another kind of fight. All right? Because it's, it's not just about the fight that is in front of us, but it's the fight that... Because often the, the fight that is in front of us is often just too easy to... too hard to ignore. You know, the things that are coming at you, the, you know, the pressures of life, sometimes, you know, that's obvious. But the, a common theme in the Bible is um, talking about not forgetting the past fights. Right? and not forgetting what God has done in your life. So Luke 22, verse 19 to 20. He took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup is, that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. So do this in remembrance of me, right? And so that's about remembering how Jesus what fight Jesus did for you. Um, and then Judges 8, verse 34. And the people of Israel did not remember the Lord their God, who had delivered them from the hand of all their enemies on every side. Unfortunately, it's a common theme in the Old Testament and with Israel that the people of God would 
you know, be in, a, be in a big fight. They would call out to God. God would deliver them. But then it would just be like a chapter later, they would forget all that God done, all that God did, and they would end up worshipping other gods and go back into the same cycle, right? And that was just about forgetting the fight, forgetting what God had just delivered them from. And, and so Deuteronomy 8, verse 17 to 20, Beware lest you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant, covenant that he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. And if you forget the Lord your God, so you forget, and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish, like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you. So you shall perish because you would not obey the the voice of the Lord your God. You know, we're just the same, right? We'll get in a situation where we really need God to come through. You know, I've been in countless situations where I'm like, God, I need you to come through, you know, whatever situation it is. But then so quickly we just forget. And then God delivers us, right? God is faithful. You know, he'll deliver you one way or another. But it, it won't be long before we've forgotten about it and we almost think like it was us. It was our good smarts who got us through, you know, 2019 or, or whatever, whatever struggle you faced, you know. So often we think, oh, wow, you know, I got through that. And then we just kind of forget about it. And then before long, we're in it, you know, another situation comes along. And, you know, and so what I, my encouragement for you today is just to not forget the fight, not forget what Jesus has done for you. And not just as a whole, like Jesus dying on the cross for um, taking all your sins, all your sickness on the cross, but in your day-to-day life. Don't forget the blessings God's given you. Don't forget all that he's done in your life. Even the fact, like I was praying before, that even the fact that you made it to the end of 2019, you know, like just um, continue. And we we won't forget if we keep being thankful because, you know... uh, ungratefulness just stems from forgetting the fight that we've been through, forgetting all that God has done in our life, you know? And I think we'll plateau and even decline in our faith just by forgetting, just simply. And then suddenly, you know, you've got this thing that you've been praying for a long time and then you forget that God got you there. And then um, we just plateau in our faith. So just keep being grateful for everything that God has done for you. Um, And... Yeah, and the cost. It's like remembering the cost. So Luke 7, verse 41 to 47, we kind of see this. A certain moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, the one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house, you gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. So who knows, we're all forgiven of a lot. We're all forgiven of, of a lifetime of sin, past and present and future. And if if we, if we forget what God's forgiven us from, if we forget how much God has done in our lives and how, how gracious he's been to us through every stage of our life and how he's keep on doing that, we're not going to be thankful. You know, I, like, I believe your worship and your praise 
um, will go to another level when you're just purely thankful for all God's done in your life, all God has done in your family's life, all God has done. And so it's just, we will find we'll dwindle in our faith if we just forget what God has done. It's just as simple as forgetting. And it sounds like, you know, and not a very bad thing. You know, like we, we try and, you know, do good things and not sin and stuff. But, you know, it's almost more important not to forget than sinning because I believe if we just remember all that God has brought us through, I think that'll keep us on the right path. Um, yeah. So three main reasons people lose the fight of faith. Okay, so one, they forget they're in a fight so they aren't prepared when a battle comes. They run. I've, I've seen that countless times. You know, we forget that we're, you know, in a fight, that, you know, day by day there's going to be things that come against you. And, um, you know, if we forget that there is going to be a fight for, for good things in your life and for remaining on, on, on the course that God has set before you, you know, we're not going to be ready. And when something comes, we're just going to be like, oh, I'm not in, I'm not in for this and we're just going to run away. But the, the thing is, there's everyone... You know, whether you're a Christian or not, there's going to be fights that are going to come in front of you. And so if we're not prepared for the fight, we're just going to, we're going to find a, as soon as a bit of tension comes here, we're going to run that way. As soon as a fight comes here, we're going to run that way. And I believe, you know, that's not how God's called us to be. Um, number two is they forget the fight that God has brought them through already. So they assume the peace they are in was not paid for. Who knows, sometimes the good part that we're in our life, you know, I got married this year, um, and, you know, I've been praying for that for a long time. Like, uh, like God, like all my friends are getting married, you know, I was best man at a few of my awesome friends' um, weddings. And, you know, like, to be honest, I didn't mind that much. But I was also thinking, God, like, what about me? Like, have you forgotten about me? You know, and um, we were just so keen, you know, to move in together. And but God has blessed me so much this year. But so easily you can just wake up one morning and be like, oh, it's all smoky or, oh, there's traffic or, you know, like, oh, I've got to pay that bill. And you just start grumbling about, you know, um, things that I guess you, you were praying for that, that you're actually in the space that God, you were praying for for so long. And then so quickly we just forget like, oh, that, you know, it happened. We great. We had a, you know, great wedding and everything. And then all of a sudden you just kind of like, oh, why didn't you wash the dishes? You know, like it's like. We just start grumbling about things that we were praying for and that other people would be just so happy to receive, you know. And it's, and it's just about forgetting what it took. You know, we worked hard to be able to pay for, for the wedding and um, we worked hard, you know, on working our relationships so that, you know, we, you know we're three months in and we're still together, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, but to be honest, it's been a fight. And to get where we are today, even in our marriage, in, in, in our relationship, it's been a fight. It's been, it's been working out things together. It's been communicating things, you know, um, that would prefer not to communicate. It's, it's, it's been a fight. And if we don't forget the fight, we're just going to find it annoying. You know, like, what are you doing in my bed? You know, <laughs> even that, you know, we, got, we, got a, we did get a king bed now. So we've hopefully solved all our issues in marriage. Um, <laughs> Everyone laughs, yeah, okay. Um, but, do you know, and if, if we do forget the fight, we're just going to take it for granted and we're just going to be annoyed just like any other old day. But I believe if you, if you do remember the fight, if you do remember um, what God has brought you through and how he's the one who's put you there, um, 
you're going to be ready for it, right? And you're going to be more grateful. Um, and then a, a third point, pretty simple, we get battle-weary. And I think we get battle-weary from the fight is because, obviously, you know, it does get, you will get weary the more you're kind of coming against things and trying to work things out. So that's a normal part. And I'm not talking about that. But sometimes we get battle-weary just purely by thinking the fight is our own. So thinking all this stuff we've got to work out ourselves and all, you know, I've just got to fight and, you know, I've got to fight for my family and fight for this and fight for that. And that's all true. But if we think that the fight is just our own and that we have to do it alone, then we're going to get battle-weary a lot quicker, right? And, um, but the, the fight is, isn't ours. So God actually wants to be there standing with you and fighting with you. But we do have a part to play. You know, like, um, yeah, we're still going to have to swing our sword. Um, so... Yeah, I'll do this one. So Romans 8, verse 31 to 39. Um, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Whom shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is it to contemn? Um, Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who he raised. Who is it that at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are regardless, regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor anything, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. I love that. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors. So I just want to encourage you today. Hey, whatever you've faced in the past, whatever you're going to face in the future, whatever you're facing today, that you're more than conquerors and God, God has actually set you up to win. And um, you're going to win because Christ is with you. All right? Um, so this, that kind of leads into this last point, the fight before us. One of, the, one of the weirdest but kind of cool concepts in the, in the Old Testament that you constantly see is, how do I explain it? It's the here but not yet nature of God and his victory. It's, um, who knows that we're saved, so we were saved, we're still being saved, and um, at the end of time, we're going to be saved. There's that, we are it now, God's done it in the past, but also God's going to do it in the future. It's you know, the kingdom's here, but it's, it's, it's still coming. And it's constantly throughout Scripture. Um, and even God, he was. It says in the Bible that God was. He is now, but he also is to come. So there's, you know, there's that past, present, future nature of God. And it, I think in our battles, in our struggles, in our life, we're going to find the same rhythm. Um, and here's one example in Joshua 10 verse 8. And it's constantly written throughout the Bible, but... And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have given them, so here's God's promise, I have given them into your hands. Not a man of them shall stand before you. But then it goes on to stay, saying, like, go and fight. So th that's, I'll try and explain it. That's the weird concept is that God says, Hey, I've given you victory. Do you know they're all going to fall before you? And then sometimes in our Christian life we think, Oh, cool, we've got the victory. You know, we've got a sound mind in Christ. We've got all the promises that God has given us. So we think we just get to sit, sit on our old butt and just go, 
cool, well, they're all going to come to me. But there's something about God that God says all those promises, but then he goes, so go fight. You know, and that's, I don't, why does God do that? You know, I'd prefer the God that we just get to sit and everything comes to us, you know. I'd prefer, I'd prefer that. I'd prefer to be able to, you know, Amazon Prime, God's blessings and, you know, and it just arrives on my doorstep the next day. I would, I would prefer that. And I can't, I'm not going to explain why God does this, but he does. And so <laughs> that's just the, the nature of God is that he says, all these blessings are yours and all, all this is in your future, even for your family, even for others. It's not just about us, but God gives us the sword. So God goes, you know, this is all I've got for you. And he gives us a sword. And so there's a part we've got to play. And it's fun though. <laughs> You know, you'll, it's like at the start I said, you're going to enjoy the view from the top, the heart of the climb. And, and God wants us to be, uh, we're co-heirs with Christ. We're, we're, it says we're co-laborers. We get to join in on the battle that God's been doing, right? And I think it's just, it's going to be awesome. So I want all of us to be armed for 2020, for this next coming year and, you know, for the, for the future. So how do we fight? So Ephesians 6 verse 10 to 20. Finally, be be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may able, be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as for shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in change, chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So I'll just, there's a lot in there, but I'll just pull out two simple keys and that I've found in my life of you know, how to fight the battle. And the first key is prayer pray it says praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and all supplication one of your biggest weapons that God has given you is prayer you know just and part a lot of that is just purely for us I believe that just casting all your anxieties onto God because like I said so often we think the fight's our own and I think just by praying and by acknowledging God in your situation you're going to find a renewed strength because you're going to realize God's within me in this and he's actually going to do something awesome and so praying just pray at all times as it says with all prayer and all supplication you know never never stop praying you know pray for every battle that you've you've come um you come in in touch with um and and faith so in all circumstances take up the shield of faith so it says in all circumstances. So that means in every circumstance you find yourself in, hey, put up that faith. Pull up what you believe God to be. Pull up what God has spoken over you. Pull up, pull up the Bible. Pull up your faith. And I think they're just, obviously, as I said, there's a lot in that. You can speak for hours on those. But I love those two things in my life. Just, 
just praying at all times, giving it to God, declaring his purposes into that situation. Just pray about it. Just pray about it. You know, and you'll be so surprised at what God does and he's just waiting for you to ask. Um, and, and also faith. So don't just pray, but have faith and actually believe God, God is there in your situation and that God's going to bring everything together for good. You know, bad things happen and that's, that, that's, it's going to happen and you're not going to get everything that you ask for. But just by praying and having faith that God is a good God, he's going to bring it all together. And yeah. So, okay. I just wanted to, I, I, I was, because we're talking about faith and stuff, and we talked about the creed, creed number two at the start. I just wanted to bring together um, the Apostles' Creed. So I'm just going to read about what the Apostles' Creed is. And I think it's cool. It's like the basis of our faith. And so um, it was written uh, 140 AD or something. So the Apostles' Creed, though not written by the Apostles, this is from Ryan Hunt Bonke, no, Billy Graham's website. The Apostles' Creed, though not written by the Apostles, is the oldest creed of the Christian church and is the basis for others that followed. Its most used form is, I believe in God the Father Almighty. Um, So this is like good doctrine, right? Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell, The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. I'm going to continue reading what it says here. Um, In its oldest form, the Apostles' Creed goes back to at least 140 AD. Many... Many of the early church leaders summed up their beliefs as, as they had an opportunity to stand for their faith. See, for example, 1 Timothy 6 verse 12, which is um, the verse I read at the start. These statements developed into a more standard form to express one's confession of faith at the time of baptism. It is not scripture, but it is a simple list of the great doctrines of faith. So, and the, um, the word Catholic actually... Uh, it means relating to the church universal. So the word Catholic means whole. So, you know, I believe in the holy, the whole church of God, the holy, like the full church. It's not referring to um, the Roman Catholic church, but the church as a whole, the body of Christ, you know, all churches across the earth um, as a universal fellowship. The phrase he descended into hell wasn't part of the creed in its earliest form, but they kind of added that in. But yeah, I... I I don't know. I just think that's, that's something that you're going to have to fight for in your life. And one of the greatest battles is going to be the fight for your faith and f- fighting for what you believe in, what you believe, um, you know, God's word says and stuff. And so I, 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 I don't know. I just kind of think that in 2020, I believe that in this next coming year, I believe that you're going to get a greater understanding of God's word and get a greater desire of understanding what your faith is and who you believe, you know, because you'll be very surprised. The more you um, get into understanding the word of God, the more you realize um, things that you've taken on from the world as truth because we just grow up in certain societies and we grow up with certain worldviews. And then, um, but 
I just challenge you in this next year, hey, let's grow in understanding of our faith and actually understand because you're just going to go to another level from that. And the last fight um, is where we're going to finish up. If we could get Jen and Ross up. Um, The last fight I was just thinking of before, so I haven't got it on the screen, but it's the fight for others. And so you might be in a place where... um, you know, you feel like life is going great in, in a lot of areas. But I believe that, you know, God will put us in, in blessed positions to be a blessing. And so, I don't know, maybe in this last song, maybe you are going through, um, you know, something in your own life. And I challenge you just to ask someone around you, hey, could you pray for me? I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a fight right now and I don't know if I'm going to make it through. You know, you don't have to do it in the service. You can do it after. Grab, say, hey, can I catch up with you for... Um, coffee. Just find someone who can stand with you in the fire, you know, stand with you in those fights of life. But also, you might know people that are going through a fight, and I think that's the challenge for us this morning. Let's, let's um, fight for them. Let's, let's be people who are praying for other people who are going through um, battles in their life. Let's be people who are willing to, who are willing and ready to help other people. And maybe in this song, um, when we sing it, just be thinking of that person who you're thinking of and um, pray for them. Pray for those people who, hey God, I, I believe, you know, I've seen you do it in my life and pray for them like that and pull up the, put up a, uh, a faith shield for them on their behalf. And I believe that's, this is one of the greatest things that we can be doing is actually fighting for other people, fighting for your family, fighting for your friends who don't know God, fighting for people in your life who you know are struggling, you know, and um, so yeah. Where are we going, Josh? Yeah. That was cool. Thanks, Ryan. Um, yeah, we're going to stand, we're going to sing, and, and what an awesome reminder. I don't know where each of you are at, wherever you're at the beginning of a fight, in the middle of a fight, at the end of a fight in your life, but that's life. It, we're going to come in, it's going to come in waves, and things are going to be up, and things are going to be down, and, and how we stand in those moments of good and bad will determine how we go in life so um, I encourage like Ryan said if you are struggling you are in the midst of a fight or whatever get around some people get around some mates who are going to pray for you who are going to stand with you who are going to help fight for you sometimes we can't fight for ourselves in situations where we need others around so I encourage you to do that um, but yeah let's stand let's sing and, and if you're one of those people grab someone and talk about it <laughs>